Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to Buckethead. This is episode 86 of our college basketball podcast. My name is Connor Lamans. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Justin Goba, for one of the only college basketball podcasts that you get year-round here, Justin. We've got the, well, we're going to talk about a couple things today. We're going to talk about um, a, a specific spawn of LeBron that, that got an offer from Ohio State this week. Um, we're going to talk about Ohio State's schedule that was released like at this point like a month ago, but we really have not like stopped to like, talk about the schedule a little bit. Um, and we also have the uh, official, unofficial Big Ten media poll that uh, our good friend Adam Jardy um, helps put together every year. So we're going to go through that as well today, if you're up for it. Connor, I can feel college basketball in the air. We're getting close. It's October 9th as we record this. I believe that makes yeah. it 30 days exactly before Ohio State's first game. They play November 6th, so. It would have made sense to maybe do this math before we started recording. They play so November 6th, so that's, that's, that's like what, we're what officially, is November 6th? We're officially under a month till they play their first game. And we officially yeah. will see college basketball this month. Well, I don't know if we'll see it because it's like the secret scrimmages and stuff. But we'll see something. I think that Kansas-Illinois game is in October, and they're going to probably televise that. So we'll see college I'm gonna basketball. See I'm going to hopefully see Ohio State play Dayton in a week and a half. That'll yeah, be a lot, yeah, a lot of people will see that. I don't think that will be televised. but Yeah, I'm... we're here. We're here. I mean, we're here. We're here. We're here. It might be, it might be televised. We'll see. It's a uh... – a lot you know, of people, you know, Ohio State basketball is close, Connor. When we are officially debating how good is Ohio State football, that's like when we hit that mark, we're close to basketball season. That's my yeah. Uh, I get, I guess, since I started writing, covering the team a little closer, I get, I am, I'm, I'm less, I get less crushed with a difficult Ohio State basketball loss um, than I used to. But I would still say that, like, if you compare the two, like, when I was a student, oh, man, when I was a student, like, literally, like that, that Tony Carpenter stay shot, and, like, one of the worst days of my life. I, broke like, my I, used, I, was, I was watching it on my computer, and I, I was watching with a friend, and I slammed it down the minute that ball went through, and it never just, it never worked again. I just slammed it down, like, 
the the face of it slammed it down so hard. I it never it, I broke it. Yeah, with basketball losses, especially back when I was a student, absolutely crushed me. Yeah. Football losses for some reason, like <clears throat> excuse me, like when Ohio if if Ohio State loses like at Purdue this weekend football, I mean I'll be I'm, like. I'll be, be, I'll if be they lose at Purdue, I'm be pretty. I'm gonna be pretty crushed. <laughs> I'll be mad, but especially now that like I've kind of accepted that Ohio State is the second or third best football team in the Big Ten. I guess I wouldn't be like distraught because I don't see this team winning like a Big Ten championship. Um, but like basketball losses, um, I say in general, apples to apples, they they almost hurt me more. I don't know why, but but I guess the point of that is, is like yes, for basketball people, we are like we are weeks away now. It's That's not definitely backwards. What are you talking about? Well, because like football losses, like a loss in football can truly end your season. You could lose like ten times in basketball, win the national championship. Yeah, but for me, it's like listen, once <clears throat> when you well, you I guess you kind of know this when you cover a team closer. And you actually get to go like meet like you've you've talked to, to the the coaches so many times you've you've met the players you know the players are like nice guys they're good guys you want to see them succeed and you want to be happy for them and see them succeed and all that good stuff like it sucks it sucks to see them lose like fourteen in a row when you know they're like trying so freaking hard and they're all such good kids and they just want to succeed. So, that's true. That, that, I can see that. That's just how I, that that's just my perspective from how the my fandom going through school. Like, like trust me, but the Michigan game is different. Like if if and when Ohio State loses to Michigan in football in you know a month and a half, like I will shut my body will like shut down. My body I Yeah, the Michigan I, game is always my I just like it's error like error message 404 going across my brain. Well, if they lose to Michigan again, like my entire, everything just shuts down. Yeah. I've been to two Michigan games. The first one was uh, the Curtis Samuel touchdown overtime game, like the spot game. I was at that game. Yeah, I was, So that was like yeah, the was highest of highs. And then I was actually, I was at the game last year too, which was lowest of lows. Uh, so that was fun. I've seen both. I guess to bring it back full circle. We are not killing time anymore. We are not, we are what not are searching about? for, yeah, we're not searching for topics to talk about. We're not like shit, man. It's like early August. What can we talk about about basketball this week to entertain people? Like we've got a couple weeks, and then we're gonna be like talking about what's going on in the games. Yeah, we're gonna be, um, we're gonna be, we're gonna be analyzing some hoop here soon. Well, as much analyzing as we actually do. So I think what, what we're gonna start with, if you wanna start with this, I think it'd be the most fun. Um, we're gonna go through the Big Ten media poll. Um, Adam Jardy of the Columbus Dispatch. If you have listened to any of our episodes. Good friend of the pod. Excellent friend of the pod, Adam Jardy. We're hoping to get him back on here in the next few weeks before the season starts. Um, if if you listen to us at all, you know who Adam Jardy is. Adam Jardy works with um, Brent, Brendan Quinn, I believe, at The Athletic. They, they collaborate. Yes. They poll. I don't know how many media members it is, um, but a lot. And they try to sample across all 14 fan bases, um, you know, to get like beat writers and people that cover the sport from all the different, you know, regions of the big 10 now um and they do an unofficial media poll because the big 10 doesn't do a media poll anymore so they compiled the votes i know it's it's the typical like if you pick the team to finish first they get 14 points all the way up and down reverse order so on and so forth and that's how they do their poll that came out on monday um so we do have like you know official bulletin board material for teams that feel that they were slighted by the media 
Yeah, Brendan Quinn pretty much lives the life I tried to live. He's the uh, athletics, uh, college basketball, and golf guy. So that's kind of like the life I wanted to live. So good for him. Um, yeah, I we can go, like you said, we can go through it. I didn't have too many qualms with it, to be completely honest. We were talking about this before we started recording. I think this year in the Big Ten, it's going to be – it's so easy to tier these teams. I think it's very hard to rank them. And I think, like, when you look at some of the middle teams, I think you can pretty much put them in any type of order, which I feel like it's like that a lot. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I, don't, I know – I But, know but I for have... today's purpose – yeah, but for today's purpose, you do have to order them. You, you right. cannot yeah. – No, we will – yeah, we will – yeah, to, to clarify, we'll be ordering them. I just want to always, you know, start with how hard my job is. Um, and, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, you poor soul. Did yeah. you, so did, did you, so do, do you want to be problematic and not pick Purdue to finish first? Or did you actually, once you thought about it, did you actually put Purdue to finish first? No, that's the thing. I do still have Michigan State winning. And I do know, I know oh four, <laughs> I know four of them did that. I don't know who the four were, but four of them agree with me. I know Zach Osterman of the star, I believe, picked uh, Michigan State to win it. So, so okay. Okay. Start we can start can, there. Yeah, that's where we definitely should start. Um, so as 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 you just said, is like of the 28, I wonder if I wonder if he did I wonder if they did two writers like per team. That would make sense with 28. But um four of the, the 28 would be the second Ohio State guy. Um does he put the names in here? Let me look. Oh, I don't know. I, just, I doubt I it. I don't, think, he, I don't think they do. Most guys come out and go like, I did this, you know, but. Um, I've, I've, yeah, never, I'm not I've sure. never seen Maybe like Ohio State guys except Jardy. I, I could, I could. I don't know. Wrong. Maybe it was like, I don't know, Landis or Hellwagon. I don't know. But anyway, um, do you, what, like what changes, I guess, because Purdue essentially brings everybody back. They lose like David Jenkins. They lose Brandon Newman, but they bring back all of their best players essentially. Um, as does Michigan State, but they do add uh, Xavier Booker to the mix. Um, that's not to slight um, Purdue's freshman. They have, um, I believe, his name is Miles Colvin, right? He's a forward. Um, not to slight Purdue's freshman, but Xavier Booker is expected to be more of an impact addition than Miles Colvin right now. What changes with Michigan State that you're like, I think that they're going to be better than the Purdue team that won won it outright last year? Yeah, so and and to again, to clarify, I'm not like it's not like I'm predicting Purdue to have some big fall off. I still have them as the fourth best team in the country. I just have Michigan State as third. Uh, and then I think Kansas and Duke are very obviously the top two, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, I think the biggest thing for me with Michigan State is I think they have two of the best guards in the country. I think their two guards of AJ Hogard and Tyson Walker are better than Braden Smith and Foster Lawyer. I don't think many people would disagree with that. Is it, yeah, Foster. Um, the biggest thing that obviously Fletcher, Fletcher, Fletcher okay. Lawyer. Yeah, okay. Yes. I get the dude. You know, it's hilarious too. They don't look anything alike. And is that, am I the only one that sees that? Um, no. Yeah, they don't. They don't look. They don't look too much alike. No. Anyway, so. So that I don't think many people would disagree with that. I do think Jay Nakins is going to take a huge jump this year. And if he doesn't, then I will be wrong about this. But that that's like my clarifier. If Jay Nakins doesn't take the jump, I think he will, then this is not going to happen. Um, the biggest thing that obviously separates Purdue and Michigan State is Zach Eady. 
you know, the best player in the conference. And I'm not denying that he's probably going to win. He might average 22 and 15 this year, and he might do it easily. Like, I, well, we could see some truly staggering numbers from Zach Eadie this year. The difference is I do think Michigan State is a little bit deeper than Purdue. Their freshman class should all come in, even a guy like uh, – uh, is it Jarig or Gehrig, Norman? He's the, he's the fourth guy in the class. I'm not positive. It's G-E-H-R-I-G. I'm just not positive how to say it. I think it's Gehrig Norman, but regardless, uh, I think he's going to come in. He's a good shooter. He's going to come in and have an impact. Xavier Booker, like you said, is probably like the most like pro ready, if you want to say something like that, of any guys in this class. Jeremiah Fear is going to come in. I don't know exactly how much he'll play just because he'll be behind all these guards. He'll play 10 to 15 minutes a game at least. He's a solid guard. He's going to kind of be what like – like he's coming in with like as much hype as like a Bruce Thornton. It's just Thornton obviously had to play 35 minutes a game off rip. Fears won't have to do that. And then you have Cohen Carr, who truly might come into the Big Ten as the best athlete already in the Big Ten. Dude's insane. If you don't know what who he is, it's C O E N Carr, Cohen Carr. Just look him up. His highlight tapes are nuts, like Mac McClung type stuff. Um, so he has so they have that kind of an athlete coming in. When you could put all that together, plus you have, I think. Either I don't know who it will be, to be honest, but when it comes to Jackson Kohler, Carson Cooper, and Maddie Sissoko, I have to assume one of them is going to take some type of jump because that was Michigan State's problem last year was they didn't have any – they didn't have a center. Joe, losing Joey Hauser hurts, and I do think that um, he played a huge role for them, but they needed a center. I think they finally will have somewhat of that just because one of those three will come in and play well, and then you have Malik Hall who is a, a veteran, experienced, um, I just, I just think this Michigan state team, they don't have a weakness to me. They can shoot the ball. They can play inside and out. They have three of the best guards in the conference, which is huge. Obviously their coach isn't an issue. You know, they have the depth, they have the nice fun. I I always like a team with experience and youth. Uh, they have that. So it's not really even like a, I'm not in on Purdue. Like I think Purdue is going to probably lose three games in the conference. Maybe I think Michigan state is going to lose like two. You know, I just think they're both that much better. Um, and I, I just think Michigan State is, is going to take that big of a jump that they could just jump Purdue, not that Purdue is going to come back to them. Yeah, I do think Michigan State is going to be very good. I do have them – I did pick them second, which I think um, that was also the media result was was Michigan State second. Um, I just – I know they I don't, don't have an issue with people that have Purdue first. But I'm also like – I'm not like dying on this hill. It's just – you know, those are clearly the top two. I think that I think you are on to something with the freshmen that if like one or two of Michigan State's freshmen turn into like, I mean, I think that it's pretty accepted that Xavier Booker is going to be probably a one and done kind of guy. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can be a one and done and not necessarily be like an elite college talent. Like you could score nine no, points yeah. a game in oh, college. Yeah. And Which be a one and be, done. Yeah. But I think that Michigan State, like the difference could be if if one of those guys that you mentioned, like Xavier Booker or Cohen Carr, isn't just like a, a one and done talent, but like a college basketball stud. Like if Xavier Booker or Cohen Carr does like a has like say 16 points per game this season, that could be a difference maker okay. where they push Purdue. Um I, I just I truly I don't know. I don't know if that's not super common. I don't know if that'll happen. I would, I'll go with what's safe and I'll stay with Purdue, but um, 
I mean, it's not crazy, but I do think that the freshmen for Michigan State are going to be like, for me, that's, that's the difference maker is like how, how much of a, how much production do you get out of them? And Miles Colvin, I think is also kind of a difference maker because he can be, he can be very, very good. I just don't know like what he really, like, I, I don't know much about him to be like very honest. You know, I just want to see him on the court. I know a lot about these Michigan State guys. You know, Xavier Booker was on Ohio State's list for a little bit, so I know about him. Jeremiah Fears has just been making waves for a while. I just got to see Miles Colvin. If Miles Colvin comes in and he's an immediate impact player, which I think all things sound like he will be, that could also put Purdue that could put Purdue over like Duke and Kansas, you know. So do you do you draw a line below Purdue and Michigan State and say, okay, like so they, they are Hard line. they are in a they are in a group of their own. Hard they are line. in a group of their own. There is not a third team that you would put near them, like, hey, there's a third team that I think is gonna push these two for the title. Those are your two title contenders, right? For me, they are. Those yeah, are your two title yeah, contenders. Yeah, I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. And so else. then third, I actually have I have a third team. Um, the team that I had finished third is also the team that the media picked to finish third. And I also have a line below them to say I, I kind of too. think that this I think this third team, I don't quite think they're up where Purdue and Michigan State is, but I do think that that looking at what they bring back, I think that they are noticeably more talented than the other. 11 teams in the Big Ten, and that's Maryland. Yeah, I think you could also put them in a, I don't, a tier of their own is a weird way of saying it, but I'm literally comfortable going like tier one is Michigan State and Purdue, tier 2A is Maryland, and tier 2B are like this, this, this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Maryland, just because I'm so high on Deshaun Harris Smith and Jamie Kaiser, I think they're going to come in and be two of the more like valuable and productive freshmen off rip, even when it, not even like the best. Like Michigan State, I think Jeremiah Fears might be better than those two, but just, just when to, it comes to play, I think time, it's Jer- it, it's it is Jeremy Fears. Jeremy, am I been saying his brother this whole time? I don't know if he has a brother, but his name is Jeremy. His name is Jeremy Fears Jr. So, oh, he does have it. Well, his brother's Jer- it must be Jeremiah. I thought it was flipped. I thought Jeremiah was the older one and Jeremy was the younger one. But but carry on, carry on. Oh, we yeah, just don't want you getting clipped by. We don't want you getting clipped by Michigan State people saying the wrong name. I hear you. You know, Jeremiah Fears is the 2025 point guard. Oops. All right. So Jeremy Fears, my bad. Um, regardless, back to Maryland. Yeah. Back to Maryland. I think like, but I think Sean Harris Smith and Jamie Kaiser are going to just play more. Like they are going to be right in the mix of things for, for Kevin Willard. They're, you know, Deshaun Harris Smith will probably be their starting two next to Jameer Young. And I think Jameer Young is, is the best point guard in the, in the conference. Um, which is a huge thing, obviously. A big question for them is just going to be which Dante Scott do they get, right? Do you get Dante Scott of 2021, which was a guy who looked like he could be an all-conference player, a huge producer, a, you know, a guy that could shoot the three, a 15-8 and eight kind of guy, or do you get the Dante Scott of last year, which was like at points a literal detriment to their team? Like it was like him being on the floor is a problem. Um, I think you'll get the 2021 version because guys just tend to – kind of when it comes to those two things they just tend to kind of revert back to their better selves so um i'm comfortable with i think he's still a really talented player you know they made a coaching change that can affect guys you never know really what's going on so as long as he comes back to his previous form i think julian reese is one of the better big men in the conference and he's going to take a huge jump it kind of sucks they lost um uh, they lost like a lot of their shooting in a weird way uh, so they, they're going to need to, I don't know if the freshman can replace that, but when you look at kind of what they lost out the door transfer portal with Hakeem Hart, Ian Martinez, Ike Cornish, a lot of those guys, you know, Don Carey graduated. 
So they might need to replace a little bit of that. But other than that, I, I really like what they're bringing in. They're bringing in Jordan Geronimo from Indiana, who we're kind of familiar with. Um, I, I just think you have their starting five is going to be probably up like as good as advertised, and their depth will determine how far they go, like in the tournament and whatnot. That's how I look at them. Yeah, I think um, Jameer Young, Dante Scott, Julian Reese, those three guys by themselves, if if any of those guys individually, I don't know if Dante Scott, I would go so far as say first team all Big Ten, um, but I would say Jameer Young and Julian Reese are both guys that could be first team all Big Ten. They are both that good. Um, they, both, they both won't be, but if either of them make it, you shouldn't be surprised. And I think that Dante Scott is a good player. I think that the farther we get removed from that sophomore season where he shot like 43% from three, um, which is really mean because Dante Scott is, if you have watched Justin, if you've seen Dante Scott in person, or I guess even if you just watch on TV, he is huge. Like he's like six foot six, like probably like 245 pounds. And as a sophomore, he was shooting 43% from three. Yeah. Like, but the the further we get removed from that, I'm thinking that that is more of an outlier than the norm. Cause I think the other three years he was like 31%. And then I think he was like 32%. And then I think last year he was like 29%, but his freshman, sophomore and junior seasons, he did still shoot over 40% from the floor. Even the two years, freshman and junior, where he was like not hitting threes. He was still a, a overall efficient shooter. And at that size to be able to knock down jumpers, I think he's a really He's a, a very useful, talented player with with Jameer Young, with Julian Reese. Um, I don't I don't know as much about their supporting. Like Deshaun Harris-Smith, I know you think he's going to be great. A lot of people think he's going to be great. Um, some people think he's going to be the Big Ten freshman of the year. Um, I truly don't know as much about him, but even without knowing as much about him, I think those three guys that are returning, um, is, is that's going to be really tough to guard. So, like, I have Maryland almost like in its own bubble in between the top two and like the big middle of the pack. Yeah. Also Deshaun Harris Smith. I don't know how much this actually translates to like success, like at, at your position, but he went to, he's a DMV guy. He went to uh Paul Catholic, which is kind of notorious for like, not just basketball players, but guards. Um, they put out Josh Reeves, Jeremy Roach, VJ King, all these guys are recent. Uh, Doug, I, I don't think Doug McDaniel went there. He went to another school in Virginia. But anyway, all, so, all, so they put out some guards that have already had success in college basketball. And I think that's always like they have you know same coach. You know, I that that is like that even plays into my head. You know, so I'll see if that actually pans out. But so now that you got through the first three, I know you said this the ne- this next team you would say like. They are like your two B. So, however, you, whatever verbiage you want to use, there's some separation between Maryland and the fourth team. Who do you put fourth? Because I think this is where you and me and the media poll we're probably all going to diverge and go different ways because it's like four through ten. It's like t- kind of take your pick. Yeah. Um. So I'll say to the to the tier thing, if Maryland's two A, then the next four schools for me are two B. Uh, there's just so much like little separation, but if when we're ranking them, if I have to go fourth, I go Ohio State. Okay, I mean, I don't have I don't have Ohio State four. I have them pretty close to that, but not four. I have Wisconsin four, and the media poll has Illinois four. So that's kind of what we're talking about. 
Yeah. As far as you know, and those, all those teams are in my two B tier. Like in the, to to spoil it, the other the the fourth team would be Indiana in that two B tier. Um, in in college basketball, I like I like uh, I like known commodities. I like teams that carry over talent. I like teams that are that already have like chemistry and are familiar with each other. I like that Wisconsin brings back almost everything. The only player on that roster that I could see getting like a lot better from year to year is maybe Connor Asijan. He was a really good freshman last year. He's going to be better this year as a sophomore, but um, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what it was, but that was this Wisconsin roster as constructed really underperformed for what they have on that team. Um, and I think they'll be much better this year. Maybe they won't get the fourth, but for now I have them fourth. But you can I mean, talk about Ohio State because I'll talk about Ohio State in a minute. Yeah, I'm assuming you have them at five. There was just so much of that. Like, I think there's a lot of similarities between Ohio State and Wisconsin last year of just like, it's there, the players are there, you know, why isn't it really working? And Wisconsin ended up having arguably like a worse season than Ohio State just because in the Big Ten tournament they played each other and Ohio State beat them. So um, it, I just think that when you look at Ohio State, and this is pretty much assuming Jameson Battle is like him, kind of. Not even him, but like more 2021 than 2022. And 2022, he was hurt a lot. And I just think being on a Minnesota team that's so bad, you're taking so much of the attention. Um, you know, it, it, it's a struggle to do that every single night. He is not going to have that problem on Ohio State. There's a lot more, you know, you got to worry about Zed Key. You got to worry about Bruce Thornton, Roddy Gale. Like there's other guys that can do things for you. I really like the addition of Evan Mahaffey, and the more I hear about Mahaffey, the more I like. I think he's going to be more of a contributor than people are giving him credit for. And also, I've been vocal about this from day one. I think Scotty Milton could be freshman of the year in big in the Big Ten, and that's a that is a not a small accomplishment. There are some seriously good freshmen coming into the Big Ten this year, um, including two guys that were top ten in the class. So, I think Scotty Milton is going to play a hell of a role early, and I think he's going to be very very good in that role. If Roddy Gale takes that next step that we all expect him to, and he's a 12 to 15 point per game guy, and Zed Key gets back to kind of Zed Key ways of 12 and 13 a game and eight and nine rebounds a game, I just think this team can be the depth of their team is better than, um, you know, Illinois and Indiana scare me just because of Indiana. Their roster construction is kind of weird. Illinois, I don't really know if they have a true point guard, which is never a good thing in the Big Ten. Well, we'll then, we'll we'll get to the other team. We'll get to the other teams in a minute. I think we should that's just why I have talk Ohio about. Higher. That's why I have Ohio State higher. That's. I like, will say if you just search if you just search Scotty Middleton NBA on Twitter, um, you will see we'll like the 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 slowly growing like Scotty Middleton NBA hive that's like on the internet. Like these people that like cut NBA film and are like talking about like rising stars that could be you know the guys that are drafted like there's a lot of people talking about scotty middleton potentially getting drafted next year um more than i more than i realized um but yeah i've I've got ohio state five um a lot of the same reasons that you just said i like i said i like known commodities um i think ohio state is one of the teams in the big 10 that's bringing the bringing the most back guys that have good chemistry together um i know People, um, a lot of people as the season is going to go go on are going to, they're going to want to make it a, a Felix Akpara versus Zedke kind of thing. Like whoever's starting, people are going to want to see the other guy start instead. But I think the perfect scenario, honestly, is if you have a season where you get to February and maybe Felix Akpara is averaging like nine points a game 
and Zed Key is averaging like 10 and a half. Because that means they're both playing a lot and they're both being productive. And I think if both of those guys are really efficient, having both of them being able to play 20 to 25 minutes a game potentially, like that's going to be a really big weapon for Ohio State. Um, so I have them five, so just outside of the top four. Yeah, and I'll jump to my fifth in a second here. The only thing I'll say about Key and Akpar, I just need them both to do what they do well in their own regard. You know, like Akpar is going to come in and he he's that guy. He's the defensive guy. He's going to get you blocks. He's going to make make guys afraid to go into the paint. He's going to affect every shot in that regard. Key's going to be the guy that's not as great on defense, but he is an offensive threat. They run the offense through him. He's the guy that can go out and really kind of light in and kind of spark an offense down low and then help guys spread the floor a little bit with Jameson Battle playing the four. I really am ex- ex- excited to see that. So um, that's another reason I have them the four. At five, I actually kind of talk. I mean – didn't really talk away from it, but I have Illinois. I do think Illinois is like really, really just talented. The point guard situation scares me, but at the end of the day, I think Terrence Shannon's going to have the ball enough that he's just kind of the de facto point guard. Uh, Coleman Hawkins is like the Swiss army knife that does everything good, but nothing great. If he can kind of take that next step and be really a reliable second scorer, there's not many players outside of Zach Eady that are better than Terrence Shannon in the big 10, if any. He's probably the second best player in the Big Ten. I think that's a big deal. Um, you know, they have a couple. Sincere Harris could take the next step and kind of be a really good. He went to the same high school as Malachi Branham. So, you know, see if he can take that next step and kind of be a little bit more reliable on offense this year. He was kind of more of just their, you know, defensive guy. And I think Dane Danger is a really good uh, center who is going to get a lot more playing time this year and just kind of be um, – you know, one of the better centers in the conference, along with Ty Rogers, you know, their guard is going to, he's kind of, he was getting better and better as the season went on last year. So they lose a lot. I mean, Sky Clark, Jaden Epps, RJ Melendez all transferred out. RJ Melendez was kind of a disappointment, I think, last year. Now he's gone to Georgia. So that's kind of a what if situation. Obviously, they lose Matthew Mayer, but you got Draw Gibbs, I think it's Draw Gobbs, Draw Gibbs Lehorn coming in, who might be the point guard day one. I don't know. Um, Marcus Domask is a good is a good transfer coming in. Obviously, Quincy Jurier coming in from Oregon. Uh, he was a former, I think he was a five star. So there's a lot of talent coming back. This team would be tough if Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon decide to take the NBA route. They didn't. They both came back. So I think Illinois is going to be really good. Again, I, the five, the four to seven is so tough to rank, but I just think Illinois of those three teams has a little more star power with Terrence Shannon. And Coleman Hawkins, and that could maybe put them at that could that those two alone are going to win them some games that I'm not sure other teams have that option. Just for reference, the Big Ten media poll had Wisconsin um, fifth. Um, Justin, who do you have six? Because this is where I think well, I shouldn't say this is where I begin to kind of like diverge. Because like I said a few minutes ago, like I really think like four through like ten or eleven, it's like you can kind of order them how you want. I don't think anybody's going to think you're that crazy. But I'm pretty sure the team that I have six, you don't have six. And I know the media does not have them six. Uh, I have the media team. I have Indiana. I just you have think, Indiana? Yeah, I think they're definitely the most interesting team coming into the season. Um, they have Xavier Johnson back, who will play the point guard for them. We know what he's capable of. Like, that's a proven commodity. And then they have, like, their next six best players might be forwards. Uh, you know, so I don't know how they're going to try to kind of put this roster together. Obviously, Trey Galloway is going to play a lot at the two, but they just have 
all forwards. And it's a lot of very talented forwards, but it's a lot of forwards. They have like four centers that they're going to have to play a lot. So I, how they construct the roster didn't make a lot of sense, but the talent is there. And I do like, they're going to, like, I'm going to watch every Indiana game because I'm just so curious how they do it. But at some point, I do think their talent, they lost obviously a lot with Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hutchifino and Race Thompson and Miller Cop are all gone. That's, you know, four yeah. or five starters, but they do have Ohio's Mr. Basketball coming in with Gabe Cups. He might help that guard depth a little bit if he's ready to go day one. And then you just, you know, you got Khalil Ware, Peyton Sparks, Mackenzie Mbako, you know, all Malik Renu, all these dudes are forwards. So it'll be curious to see how they kind of put that together. Um, but I, there is a lot of talent on the team. So CJ Gunn could be, we'll see how CJ Gunn plays with Anthony Leal. Those are two guards that just are going to have to play more that haven't played much uh, under Woodson yet. So as long as those guards can kind of step into bigger roles, they'll be fine. Uh, but it's, it's, it is going to be really interesting to see, especially like day one, how they do their rotations and, and you know, who's where, who's who. Um, I've got Iowa six. Wow. I've got Iowa six. And this, it, at I, this I point, I kind of, I kind of am looking at the, I'm kind of looking at like, at, at this point, I'm not looking big picture. Like if you say out loud, Iowa's the six best team in the big 10 and like, and eh, but I'm looking at the other rosters and like, like you said, known commodities, who's coming back, like who are who are guys that we know are going to produce. I like that there are guys on this Iowa team that we know are going to produce. Like we know Tony Perkins is, uh, is going to be a 10 to 15 point per game scorer. And he's also one of the best defensive players in the Big Ten. Like we know that Peyton Sanford is probably going to take a step and be more than a 10 point per game scorer this year. Like Patrick McCaffrey somehow is still in college, but we know he's going to be like a 10 points per game. Um, probably like five rebounds per game ish guy. I like that they have those known commodities guys that are going to produce versus some of these other teams that I feel like have handfuls of guys that I would much rather see coming off the bench that they're going to have to lean on to be their go-to guys. So like, like we, I've already said, I think these, this middle chunk here, like four through 10 or 11, I don't think there's a ton separating them, but I have Iowa six. Um, as I said, I know you didn't have them that, and I know the media poll did not have them six. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens there. And then seventh, I have another team that you you probably don't have seventh either. The media has them finishing right around here, and that's Northwestern. I have Northwestern seven. Wow. Yeah, I do not. I have Wisconsin. I mean, you kind of hit everything with Wisconsin. I just don't think. I just, I don't, I just, I think they're going to lose some games. Um, that maybe in Ohio State or Illinois won't lose. They're still a good team. Um, but I think the question for them, when you look at like Ohio, okay, Ohio State, I have Ohio State taking a huge jump, but why? Well, Bruce Thornton is going to take this huge jump. I think Roddy Gale is going to take a huge jump. They're bringing in Jamison Battle and a huge recruiting class. That's what Wisconsin's not doing, right? Wisconsin's not really bringing in anybody. You know, they're bringing, they're running back a lot of guys. And Gus Yaldin, um, might be pretty good day one. AJ Store from St. John's is going to help, but they're really they're pretty much just bringing back the same team as last year and hoping those guys all take a step. And I just think when you're hoping for so many guys, again, I have them going from 12th to seventh, so I do have them getting better and taking a a larger leap. But I just don't know. That I can I can see them jumping all the way up into the fourth or the fifth spot with you know the guys they're going to have coming back. Um, the, the media poll does have, we forgot about the media poll. The media poll has Indiana finishing six, just like you did. The media poll has Ohio state seventh. 
Um, I have Northwestern seventh. Um, I think Boo Booey is he's like he's not going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year because Zach Eady is still alive, you know. Uh, but like Boo Boo is a fantastic player. Ty Berry is um, he's a known commodity. He's a guy that's going to produce. I wouldn't say that he's uh, a go-to guy for them, but he's going to probably give you eight to ten points a game. Um, Ryan Langborg is a guy that I believe they brought from Princeton. Um, if I remember watching the, the tournament, he, he was the one that made kind of like kind of got all the noise he, when Princeton was doing stuff. Yeah, he was he was a big bucket for Princeton. Um, I'm I might be super biased because I watched him in the NCAA tournament, and I think he's going to be good in the Big Ten just because I watched with my eyeballs and said like, okay, this guy this guy's this guy's a player. Like he's 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 a player. He's pretty freaking good. Um, I could be wrong. Like transitioning as we've seen before with other transfers transitioning from the Ivy League to the big 10 is a big jump. He could totally blow up and average, you know, five or six points a game, but he looked pretty freaking good at Princeton. I think he's going to be a good player at Northwestern. Um, Brooks Barnheiser, really obnoxious player, really good player. I think he's going to take a step too. He was very good for them last season, especially down the stretch. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I can, I can see them finishing seventh mostly because of boo booey, but this middle part is kind of cutting yeah, it's like splitting hairs here. Yeah. Um, and so in Wisconsin, you had them seventh. Um, and then who do you have eight? Um, real quick, also, obviously, I've mentioned that I covered Chucky Hepburn in high school. Uh, and my favorite story I've ever written about it was about him. Did I, did I ever mention what the story was? It's very interesting. I'll be quick. Uh, I don't think so. They won the Nebraska State Championship when I was there covering them. They beat a top 25 team in the country, including a team that had Hunter Salas on there. If you know Hunter Salas from Gonzaga, uh, he's mm-hmm. a five-star. Yeah, he played against them. Chucky and Hunter grew up together, really good friends. But uh, the story I wrote was about them because Chucky and his brother were starters on their team, and then two other sets of brothers were starters. So they had, like, uh, two sets of brothers starting on the same state championship team. Fun fact. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, it was, it was actually really fun to write. Um so what are we on eight? Yeah, we're on eight. Yeah, I got Northwestern. Uh, same for the media. Yeah, the media also has Northwestern. I mean, I had the seventh. Yeah, all um, the same reasons you have. I just think Wisconsin's a little bit better. Uh, this team would be brutal if Boo Boo wasn't coming back. I think, but he is, so it doesn't matter. Um, they're losing Chase Aldej, which is I think that's a one of the bigger losses, obviously in the conference of like player two team. But you know, like you said, they got some guys that will probably step into some bigger roles. I was surprised actually when I was doing um, because I'm doing their team preview right now. Actually, I didn't realize Ty Berry transferred. So that was kind of something I was surprised about and kind of hurt my opinion of them a little bit. But um, I mean, sorry, not Ty Berry. Um, Julian Roper, not Ty Berry. Ty Berry. Yeah. 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 Julian Roper transferred to Notre Dame. uh, So he must have went with Michael Shrewsbury. But I thought Roper might play a bigger role in this team. Um. So that was, and then Robbie Barron transferred to Virginia Tech. So they did lose a little bit more than just Audige, but uh, bringing back Boo Boo was obviously huge. Matthew Nicholson was kind of a fun one to watch a little bit last year. So they so. turned him into they turned him into a guy like they turned Matthew Nicholson into a guy that was like the like a Kalen Etzler. No offense, Kalen Etzler. Um, to like that kind of scholarship player where you're like, man, like this guy he's just going to eat a scholarship for four years. Like they turned like they turned Matthew Nicholson. And yeah, he's into a very productive, like he's not going to like, 
go do anything crazy. Like I think last year he averaged like six points and like maybe five or six rebounds a game, but like that's he's productive. Officially, he's officially in the category of guys. It's like, how the hell is this dude beating us? You know, like, like I'm okay with losing. I'm, I don't want to lose to a Matthew Nicholson, but he's a good enough player. I'm pretty sure Brooks. Like, he beat I'm pretty sure Brooks. I'm pretty sure Brooks Barnheiser scored like 22 yeah, like or something against against Ohio State in Columbus too. Maybe yeah, that's also burned. I was watching mind. that game. I was watching that game in the dark in a hotel room, and I was just like, basically crying because I was like, we're losing Northwestern right now, and it's because of Brooks Barnheiser. What's happening? <laughs> um, I have. See, and I I have Indiana eight, which I still think finishing eighth in the Big Ten probably gets you in the tournament. You are, you, you hate Illinois. Yeah, I haven't got to Illinois yet. Like <laughs> Justin, who's who's the guy for Indiana? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm coughing. What'd you say? <laughs> That's exactly it, it's fucking exactly for Indiana. No, who, that wasn't like, a joke. Is, I was actually coughing. <laughs> Who is who is the guy for Indiana? Like, who is their go-to that's, guy? So that's a good. I mean, it could be a Mackenzie Mbaku. I don't know if you love right. that that so guy's I, a freshman. I also think it's, I do think Xavier Johnson's better than he gets credit though. So we'll see. But I agree. But like how, there's, a, there's a there's a talent. There's a who is the how, guy? I think you said how it. confident? It's like how confident are you in a team if you're like, like Xavier Johnson is our guy? Like he's a good player. Like I would love it if he played for Ohio State. Like how confident are you if you're like? Xavier Johnson, like he is our guy, or well, like we're so relying on. The only thing I throw back at you on that one is just like you have Wisconsin of four. Who's their guy? Tyler Wall. I think Wisconsin has. Yeah, I think Tyler Wall is probably a better player than Xavier Johnson. I think he's probably. a more productive player than Xavier Johnson. Um, I think that by the end of the year, I think that you could probably argue that Tyler Wall, Stephen Crowell. And maybe even Chucky Hepburn, if he's not already, are all better players than Xavier Johnson. I think Khalil Ware is also kind of a question mark for them. Uh, he's a nineteen, you know, he's a seven footer. He was a five star. He was a he was a huge recruit coming into Oregon. So if he can kind of live up to that hype, Khalil Ware could be the guy. So, but it's, it's so, a lot, yeah. I do agree with Indiana. It's a lot of could bees. So that's why. Like they have they have some solid players on their team that I think like I think this is a, a tournament team. But like guys like Trey Galloway, I don't know if I want if I want to have to lean on Trey Galloway to like, you know, he's a, he's going into his senior year and as a junior he averaged like six and a half points a game. Like I wouldn't want to be leaning on Trey Galloway in my starting lineup if I didn't have to. Like I like Malik Renew. I think he's going to continue to get better. Again, I don't. I wouldn't want to have to be leaning on him to like take a big step into his sophomore year to be successful. They just have a lot of guys that I would be more comfortable. It's like most of their starting lineup was actually their six man, like off the bench. That's all. Yeah, no, it's hard. I mean, yeah, I think I think there's there's a very small gap between like like we said with these like three to four to like basically now. Now I'd say is where the line draws <laughs> again for me. Not for it, you apparently because you like Iowa. No, no, no I got no, Iowa. That's, that's that what, no, see, that's why like four through ten for me are like it's just all a big sandwich. I have I have Illinois nine. Um, I was about to say, <laughs> if I don't hear Illinois nine, I got some questions. Yeah, uh, no, I have Illinois. I do have Illinois nine. Um, which again, I do think ninth in the Big Ten, like good tournament team, probably probably still does get you in the big, into the NCAA tournament with an at large bid. Um, but kind of like Indiana, but I would say even there are even more question marks for Illinois than there are for Indiana. I love Terrence Shannon Jr. I think last year I picked him to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. 
he's not going to be the Big Ten player of the year, but he's one of the best players in the country. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, but but past Terrence Shannon Jr., I'm not sure like what else we should be circling here. Like Coleman Hawkins is, is a good player. He is a very good player. He's a very useful player. Um, impacts the game in a lot of ways. But I mean, he's like you know a nine ten points per game kind of guy, six rebounds. Like he's a good all around player. I'm just not sure if past Terrence Shannon, there's there's really not a lot of known commodities for me. I, I I just I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel great about what they have beyond Terrence Shannon Jr. right now. Yeah, I'd be curious to see. I didn't read the full article because I have ADHD and can't read. Um, I don't know if he said it in the article or if anybody said it. Like I know we know like Ohio State was picked as high as third, as low as thirteenth. I would like to see like how high and low Illinois got because I could feel like it, it could probably be like the same. You know, I don't know if anybody has them low as thirteenth just because of what Terrence Shannon has, but like I bet there's a lot of people who are like this is the fourth best team in the conference to like you know kind of like you like ninth or tenth. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, up and down there. Uh, what number is this? Nine. This is nine. Who'd you have there? Iowa. Yeah, I have Iowa at nine. Uh, all the same reasons you do. I just don't think those players are as good as you do. So that's. I think Price Sanford could be pretty good. It's Peyton's little brother is coming in. He's a top 100 recruit. Um, that'll be kind of fun. For some reason, those – I mean, leave it – I mean, Fran McCaffrey just it cannot not recruit a brother. Like, that dude, if it's Murray's or his own sons or the Sanfords, he's going to have some brothers on this team. So um, – or a pair of brothers at least. So, now that's another yeah, he thing. Loves- yeah, he loves a good, a good, a good nepotism. A good sibling group. pairing. Yeah, that dude loves nothing more than a good sibling pairing. Um, uh, and for reference, the media also has Iowa ninth. They just like Justin has a Northwestern eight, Iowa nine. That's that's what the media has. Northwestern eight, Iowa nine. Yeah, I followed the media poll pretty good, honestly. The biggest difference was I have Ohio State of four over seven. Um, I do think that I. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. What are we talking about? Oh, nine Iowa. Um, <laughs> just them losing. There's not a Murray on this team, and that's what scares me. So that's pretty simple. Uh, ten. I have Rutgers. The media poll also had Rutgers at ten. Do you also have Rutgers at ten? This is where I'm a little different. I have Michigan. Okay. It's not a big difference. They're eleventh in the media. What but, what gives you hope? <laughs> what gives you hope about? I mean, if you're finishing tenth in the Big Ten, I would say, well, not guaranteed, but that would mean that you're like potentially a, a, a like a bubble team. You're an NCAA tournament bubble team. You definitely that would infer that you think Michigan does have some hope to make the NCAA tournament this year if they're finishing tenth. I do, and the reason being is, um, I do think they they kind they save themselves at the end. If that makes sense, they brought in uh, the bringing in um, uh, Trey Jackson, Oliver Nakamwa, and Namari Bur- Burnett. Is it Kamwa? Is it a silent? Actor? I think it's Olivier Kamwa. Yeah. Or what did I say, Oliver? It's definitely Olivier. I think I'm just I'm reading. He's like I'm giving you the he's giving you the Anglican, the Englishized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the Midwest version. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think those guys are all going to be pretty good contributors. I think that. I mean, like, Kamwa could be maybe the best transfer coming into the Big Ten, which is a huge thing, obviously. Probably him or Ace Baldwin. Um, Jalen Llewellyn is kind of the question mark, and I think the bigger question mark is maybe 
how do you play Jalen Llewellyn with Doug McDaniel? You know, you got to, they're probably your two best players outside of Terrence Reed. So you have to get them on the floor together. But, you know, they really didn't play a lot together last year because when Llewellyn got hurt, that was when McDaniel stepped into his role. Um, probably the less Terrence Williams, the better. I think at this point that 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 experiment, whatever you want to call it, is, is pretty much over. We know who Terrence Williams is. Um, obviously, you know, you're losing the three best players on a team that didn't make the tournament. So take that for what you will, obviously. But I, I don't know. I just think that Isaiah Burns from Tulsa is a good player. Uh, or I'm sorry, they lost Isaiah Burns to Tulsa. He's a good player. That kind of hurts them. Um, but, you know, obviously Hunter Dickens, Hunter Dickinson's going to Kansas. But I just think that Terrace Reed's going to take a big – I think we all can agree he's going to take a big jump. Will Shedder, he's not going to be a star, but he at least, like, he produced when he was in for oh. Michigan last year. We're, I know I'm – I know really, I'm – I know I'm scraping. We're really scraping. Well, we're I really think, scraping the bottom, bottom of the can if we're talking about how, you know, how much is Will Shedder going to – you know? Well, we're also talking about the – we're also, we're also talking about all these teams I do not have making the tournament. You know, I have nine teams from the Big Ten making the tournament. We are now on ten. So – um, I don't know. I just think that those transfers, I think those three transfers are going to determine how good Michigan is, right? If they come in, they're all contributors and they're all valuable. Then I think they can be They're Probably their ceiling is 10th, which is crazy to say, but um, it, yeah, if they come in, they struggle. I could see definitely them finishing 12th or 13th. The only team I definitely have them higher than no matter what probably is Minnesota. So um, yeah, I have, I have, I got Rutgers 10. Um, I think they'll have a really good defensive team. Again, Moat Mag's a really good defensive player. Andre Hyatt's a good defensive player. Obviously, Cliff, Cliff Amore is a great defensive player. Um, I think Derek Simpson is going to take a step forward this year. I don't, I don't know if he'll be like a all Big Ten kind of guy, but I think Derek Simpson can be like a 10 to 12 points per game kind of guy as a sophomore. Um, in the Almanac, the Big Ten coaches did pick Derek Simpson to be like this year's breakout player in the conference. Um, but I do have them finishing 10th. They lost Paul Mulcahy. They lost uh, Caleb McConnell. Um, neither of those guys were like huge, fill it up, score a ton of points guys, but they were both pretty all around good players, very good defensive players. Um, Rutgers, solid team, bubble team. And, and that's kind of where I draw the line of like, those are the teams that I think are capable of making the tournament. And the final four, for, for me, I don't think the final four teams, the bottom four are going to make it. Um, yeah, I mean, I have Rutgers at 11. Um, is Maywatt Mag definitely like good to go? Um, well, towards ACL in February, that's kind of so like that's kind of a quick turnaround, isn't that? For ACL injury, is October so I don't um, know. It says it says that they're expecting him to be practicing sometime in October, okay? So, yeah, he'll be good. Um, so the funny part about Rutgers is like, and I agree with everything you said, and I do think Cliff Amore is probably better than anybody on Michigan. So I like, I would not be surprised at all if Rutgers is higher than Michigan. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Rutgers even makes the eighth to ninth. I just think that there's a lot of like, there's, there's just a little bit, just a tiny bit more question marks for me on offense, like Maywa Mag, Andre Hyatt, they're good players, but they need to kind of, who is going to be that second guy to Cliff Amore. It might be Derek Simpson. He's a good player too. Gavin Griffiths coming in. He's probably going to be an immediate contributor. Funny part about Rutgers is like truly in 2024, they might be a top five team in the country because you have all these guys probably coming back outside of Amorier. Plus you're going to be adding Ace Bailey, who's the number three recruit in the 2024 class. 
and you might be adding Dylan Harper. Dylan Harper, number yeah. two recruit in the 2024 class. They're only below Cooper Flag. Uh, Dylan Harper is Ron Harper's brother, little brother. Like they could be adding two of the top three recruits in the country. And most, I mean, Ace Bailey's already committed to Rutgers, and all the sites have Dylan Harper committing to Rutgers. I think he's down to Rutgers and Duke, uh, which is a cool. hilarious group. But um, I might be a third one in there. But so Rutgers 2024 is going to be awesome to watch. Those two, Gavin Griffiths and Derek Simpson, could be like hell on earth for other teams. Um, and that's an offense. That's like offense galore, you know, which is funny because they haven't had that under under Pikeville. It's all been just defense. So I, I just have them at 11th. I think they 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 could be better than that, but I don't see them any lower than that. I'll be I'll I draw another line right there. And 12, 13, 14 is their own tier to me. Um, I've got Michigan at 11. Um, I don't know. There's not a ton to like about this Michigan team right now. Doug McDaniel's an exciting player. Um, he should get better. Um, Olivier Kamwa from Tennessee was like, again, he was like good at Tennessee. He was like an 11 points per game kind of guy, but he, he wasn't like a star. So it's, I think that people do need to cool it a little bit on Olivier Kamwa. I saw somebody today had him as like all Big Ten second team like preseason, like I think that's putting the cart before the horse like crazy. Um, and I think I need to see, I need to, this is going to be a season where you have to see if Jawan Howard can really grow these players, <laughs> right? Produce these guys because Michigan up until last year had a stretch of like six, seven years in a row where they made the sweet 16. Um, it was like a seamless transition from beeline to Jawan Howard they just continued to be super successful. However, a, a lot of the guys that were really good for Michigan were one and done type players, save for like Hunter Dickinson, Xavier Simpson, and a few. Like they've had a lot of one and done guys. So we really haven't had the opportunity to see like, can Jawan Howard take a Doug McDaniel who was, you know, eight points per game as a freshman and turn him into close to an all league player? Like, can he coach up a Terrace Reed? who averaged, you know, three points a game last year. Can he coach Terrace Reed up to be like a league average center in the Big Ten? Um, I know I don't watch every single Michigan game, so I could be overlooking a sophomore or junior that he has really produced well. But there have not been very many examples that I've seen so far where Jawan Howard has had a good, has had a freshman that maybe he's moved into like a productive sophomore junior, and then they leave the program. It's just been a lot of like one and done freshmen who have been really good. Where um, did like Franz Wagner fall? Was he like Beeline? Franz Wagner. So that was the transition from Beeline, I believe, to Howard. Like he was either he was already committed to Michigan and Howard had to go and like talk to him and like re secure the commitment, or like Beeline was really close to getting the commitment and Howard had to go and like lock it up. But that the, the the recruitment process of Franz Wagner started with John Beeline for sure, and, and and Howard had to like make sure it stayed safe. Um, so I don't think that they're a tournament team this season. Um, I think that I think that program is kind of a mess right now. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be there in a year. We'll we'll see. And the and the final three schools, Justin. I don't really feel like taking the time unless you really want to talk about them. I really don't feel like taking the time to like talk about Nebraska, Penn State, Minnesota in any kind of depth because none of them are making the tournament. But I have I have them finishing in exactly that order, just like the media poll: Nebraska twelve, Penn State thirteen, and Minnesota a clear fourteen. Yeah, actually, I mean, I have Penn State twelve, Nebraska thirteen, Minnesota clear fourteen. Uh, I just think Ace Baldwin's really good. I'm not sure. Like we talked about, Kay, uh, is it Kelsey or Casey? Oh my gosh. Kate, yeah, Kase Tominaga. Kase Tominaga. 
Uh, he's a lot of fun, but as him being the number one guy on the team, I just got to see that first. He's taking all the attention. Last year they had Sam Grissell and they had other guys that might take it, like Derek Walker, guys you had to kind of really play for. Um, or, you know, where Tom and I got kind of maybe slip through the cracks on the scouting report and, and hits. And I still think he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but um, he being your best player is going to take a lot more of the attention. Plus, you lose, you know, I mean, they lost a lot to a team that wasn't good. <laughs> That's just, it's just a nightmare. I thought Aaron Eulis might be a fun little addition to them, but I don't even know if he's going to be able to play with all this gambling stuff. So, um, yeah, they're just in a, they're a nightmare. So I think Penn State's a little bit better. And because, you know, I think Mike Rhodes is a good coach. I, I think he'll turn that around eventually. It's just going to take longer than one year. They lost everybody and their coach last year. So that's just going to take a little bit of time. And Minnesota is Dawson Garcia and friends. I mean, that's just nothing. Um, I reserve the right until I write it or publish something. I reserve the right to move these around most specifically Northwest. Most specifically Northwestern. The more I talked through that, the more I talked through that, I was like, I don't know if I love Northwestern in this spot. So when I actually write things down, I might move the middle around a little bit. So I reserve the right to, to change some of these. Would they be going the higher starts. or lower? Yeah, uh, probably lower. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because um, like I'm just like I'm just like checking myself, and I'm thinking like, huh, like if my logic of why Illinois is going to be towards the bottom is because they have one really good player and, and basically not a whole lot else, what the hell am I thinking with Northwestern? So yeah. we'll, we'll see. I'm not, well, I'm going to workshop it over the next couple of weeks. I might move, move a few around, but like, I'm pretty sure that like, for me, like the top three, Purdue, Michigan state, Maryland, like, like that is locked in for sure. I am not moving that. And probably the bottom five Rutgers, Michigan, Nebraska, Penn state, Minnesota. I probably will not really move that around either, but that middle of like four through nine, I don't even, you know, we'll, we'll see. Connor, I don't know if I'm watching history right now, but recording this Monday in the middle of the Phillies Braves game. Zach Wheeler right now through four innings has no hits and eight Ks against the Braves. Man is dealing. He's a stud. Absolutely um, dealing right now. We went we went over an hour to the poll, so we don't need to spend. It's been an hour. Yeah, it's seven forty. It's well, okay. Damn. We're, <laughs> we started at like six thirty five, six forty. It's seven forty three now. So it's been over an hour just to go to the poll. So let's not really spend any more time on anything else. Let's just go real quick. Ohio State, um, Bryce James, we don't really need to get an intro for who Bryce James is, you know, LaSpawn. Um, he visited Ohio State this past weekend, um, got an offer from Ohio State. I believe he's ranked, the pull up the numbers, but I want to say something like 125 in the 24-7 sports composite. So he's like a high three-star recruit, got an offer from Ohio State. It's, it's really early to say if like it's really early to even have a take or an analysis on this because he hasn't even started his junior year of high school yet. Um, don't have a great idea of what kind of player he is or is going to be. Um, but Ohio state did offer him this past weekend. I'm sure he won't be committing anytime soon, but he did get an offer. Yeah. I mean, he's a, uh, he's a 2025 guy. We don't know how many spots are actually going to have for that class. And there's a lot of dudes in that class. They're going to be looking at, Obviously, kind of the two that stand out the most are Darren Peterson and uh, Jerry Easter. Jerry Easter, along with Dorian Jones too. Dorian Jones is like a top thirty guy in some of the, in some of the. uh, But is Dorian Jones a twenty twenty six guy? Am I talking through that right or wrong? Anyway, no, I think I think he's twenty twenty five from Cleveland, right? Yeah, the yeah Dorian Jones out of uh he goes to uh Richmond Heights. Yeah, he's a twenty twenty five guy. So um yeah yeah so there's a lot of really there's a lot of talent in that twenty twenty five class. 
I think the most specific part of that is there's a lot of talent in the Ohio, in Ohio in the 2025 class, even like TJ Cromble, who's 2026, he's flying up the recruiting boards. He's an Ohio guy. So there's a lot of talent in this state in 2025 and 2026 that I think Ohio State's going to prioritize. And then you just got to look at what you have left. And that's kind of where the Bryce James come into play, which is crazy to say, but um, you know, cause I do think he's going to be a productive player on a D one team. Like it's funny that, and we kind of did this with Bronny and Bronny ended up being, you know, a top 30 recruit, but, you know, we always say like, oh, he's only 125th. You know how many high school basketball players there are? It's still a very, very good player, you know? Right. Um, I did look it up. He is he is um, 129. So, you know, he's – it looks like he, he will play at a Power 5 somewhere. He's probably – unless he wants to play at a small school, like he will end up in a, in a Power 5 program. Um, but you are very, very right that, like, Ohio State offered him. But, like, their, their priority is definitely going to be – Darren Peterson. And They've been Jerry already Easter. recruiting Darren Peterson for two years. And when Darren Peterson plays, they send every single coach. Like that is, it's the biggest like full court press I've seen of a recruit in a while. So they're pretty much fully in on him, which as they should be. Since yeah. two recruit in the country. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the point is if you are excited about Ohio State offering Bryce James, I would, we both would advise you to pump the brakes heavily because not that Ohio State wouldn't like him to be part of the program. There are just other more talented players that they would prefer to be part of the program before him for and sure. And I, I do think it matters that like those guys are in-state guys like Ohio, you know, it's, it was a thing under Mata. Holtman's made it a thing too. They try to recruit Ohio really well and they didn't, they have done it really well. I think the talent pool has dropped a little bit, like since, you know, the days of like Aaron Craft and Selinger, but it's starting to kind of come back up and, you know, you got to get, you got to bring the Ohio guys home, keep them home. I should say. Yeah, I know that I think Darren Peterson and Jerry Easter both didn't they, they both technically moved out of state recently. Easter's an um, Indiana guy. I think I don't think he was ever actually an Ohio guy. I think he's Indiana. No, guy. no, he he's a Toledo kid. Oh yes. He went yeah, to he's he, at, he's he went at to Lumineer now. So he's in Indiana, yeah. but still. And Darren Peterson He went to a he went to Emmanuel Christian, which is in Toledo, but that's where he was for two years. Um okay. yeah. So he has left, but same 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 thing. All right. Well, we've taken it well over an hour now, so I'm going to continue to continue to workshop this middle part of the Big Ten, but that's what we'll stick with for today. Um, if you found us on the website, make sure to also subscribe um, on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music and podcasts from. Make sure to go subscribe. I think um, maybe starting next week or the following week, we're going to start. We're going to go back to weekly episodes. We're going to try to get a, a couple guests on before the season starts. So uh, make sure that you're tapped in, you subscribe them wherever you get your music. So you can uh, jump in and have something to listen to every week. Yeah. Guest wise, we got something really fun in the works, something we haven't done yet. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, that's happening. I just don't know when, but um, that'll be a lot of fun. So doing something like that. And then also uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Bucketheads LGPN. Um, you know, obviously we, we try to post on there throughout the off season, but there's just less and less to actually post now once the season starts and it will be full blow, full blown doing everything. So make sure you follow us there. You can follow me at Justin underscore Golba, uh, where I post on my college basketball stuff. Plus I cover amateur golf. So post some of that stuff. And, uh, Connor, where are you? Uh, you can follow me at Lamons underscore Connor, L E M O N S underscore Connor. Um, also if, if if the main land grant account writes things or tweet things out that anger you, yeah, don't take that us. on us. Yeah. We're 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 totally uh we don't write you know, any gonna... football stuff. It's funny.
because and we talked about this it's a the the land grant gets a bad rap for being super negative on the football team then we get yelled at for being positive on the basketball side you right we're gonna claim we're gonna we're gonna claim land grant when it benefits us and we're gonna separate ourselves when it benefits us so at in this moment of time <laughs> it's, we it's, are going to yeah. dis we're gonna distance <laughs> ourselves from that twitter account um it's at bucketheads lgpn is our account that's going to be basketball coverage and we have nothing to do with any football articles that might um anger you so on that note thank you guys for listening thanks for sticking with us hope you had fun have a great weekend and go home